Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Chris Terracone. Season 8 of Jury Duty explores the trial of Alex Murdoch, a member of one of the most powerful families in South Carolina, who was accused of murdering his son Paul and his wife Maggie, with the purpose of covering up a myriad of alleged crimes including fraud and homicide. In our last episode, we began our look at the direct examination by the state of SLED Senior Special Agent Jeff Croft, as he further described the footage from his body cam taken in and around the Murdoch home on the day after the murders. In this installment, we continue our review of the testimony of Special Agent Croft, as he further describes that footage from his body cam. That's all coming up right after the break. It is late morning on Monday, January 30th, 2023, the fourth day of the Alex Murdoch murder trial. Prosecutor Creighton Waters continues his direct examination of SLED Special Agent Jeff Croft. Again, Special Agent Croft has short gray hair and a neatly trimmed gray beard and mustache. He wears a gray suit, a gray shirt, and a gray cross-pattern tie. When we left off at the end of our last episode, Special Agent Croft was describing some of the weapons, ammunition, and empty ammunition boxes recovered from the Murdoch home on the morning after the murders, as captured by the body cam that Croft was wearing. We begin today as Waters asks the witness about some of the individuals who are seen in that body cam footage. Who's that individual standing in the center of the screen? That would be Mr. John Marvin Murdoch. Now you mentioned uh, attorneys Leeko, Mark Ball, and Ronnie Crosby were in that room as well, is that correct? That is correct, yes sir. And uh, Mr. John Marvin Murdoch, is that correct? That is correct, yes sir. What's his relation to the defendant? He is the brother. Was that everyone that was kind of there, or was there another attorney as well that was present? There was an additional attorney that walked in the room early in the uh, recording. And who was that? Uh, Chris Wilson. Chris Wilson. As the body cam footage continues to play, we see more images from inside the Murdoch home, including arms and ammunition. Prosecutor Waters asks the witness to describe for the jury what they are looking at. Just generally, what are you doing right here? Just getting an overall of where things were at when we uh, went into the room before anything was actually moved. So you're doing something with your hands. What are you doing right there? I'm putting uh, latex gloves on my hands. What is it you're about to do? I'm going to start collecting or, or securing those firearms. What is that in your hand right there? That is a AR-15 chambered to 300 blackout. What is that in your hand right there? I kind of fast-forwarded it. That was the uh, magazine which I removed from the 300. What ammunition was in that magazine? SMB, 147 grain. 300 blackout? 300 blackout. I called it item 33 because that's the sled item, but uh, it actually has been marked as State's Exhibit 88. I'm going to have you take a look at that and see if you recognize that. 
Go ahead and pull it out. Just make sure not to point it at the jury. And if you could also make sure that it is not in a firing state, please, sir. It is safe. All right. And what is that item right there? This is the 300 uh, blackout rifle, which I secured from the gun wall. Uh, Your Honor, at this time, we would move States Exhibit 84. Your Honor, I object on relevancy grounds. There's no evidence that this gun was the gun. I mean, it's just not relevant. Thank you, Your Honor. Hold on that gun for me, please, Special Agent Croft. Let's see what else is in this box. Now, I'm going to show you the other part of State's Exhibit 88, and that's marked actually as State's Exhibit 210. What's that? This would be the magazine which I removed from this rifle uh, on the video and the ammunition which it contained. All right. And what kind of ammunition is that? It's head stamp SMB 300 blackout. And do you know the specific brand and make and caliber of ammunition that was used to kill Maggie Murdoch? The head stamps on the shell casings at the crime scene was SMB 300 blackout. Same thing? Yes, sir. Let's talk a little bit about this firearm. What is this thing on the top here? That is a... Uh, I call it an optic, but it's actually a thermal uh, scope, which can be used for shooting in the dark. And this uh, this particular weapon, is this a semi-automatic weapon? Uh, yes, sir, it is. And what does that mean? Can you tell the jury what that means? Each press of the trigger, it will fire and eject the uh, spent cartridge. And where are the cartridges going to eject when this weapon is fired? It would eject from the right-hand side, right mm -hmm. here. All right. So if it's being fired, they're coming out this way. Is that correct? to the right and generally back. All right, these are the rounds you're talking about right here? Yes, sir, it is. Those are the S&B 300s? Yes, sir, they are. And this is that magazine that said 223 on it that you were talking about, is that correct? That is correct. All right, what's that you got in your arm now? That is a 12-gauge Browning. How you collected, is that correct? Yes, sir, it is. That's State's Exhibit 90, is that correct? Yes, sir. All right, could you open that up and tell me what's in that, if you recognize it, please? That would be the Browning, which I secured from the gun room. All right. Is it in an unfired condition? Can you show that to the jury, please? It's in a safe condition. Reach open. All right. And this is chambered in what gauge? 12 gauge. Your Honor, at this time, we would move State's Exhibit 80 into evidence. Jackson, relevancy, unless they have evidence tying it to the murders, there are a lot of guns that were seized, Your Honor. Jackson, some rules. Thank you, Your Honor. Excuse me, Your Honor. I just want to add Rule 403 uh, grounds for my objection to this gun and all the other guns they planted. Again, Judge Clifton Newman overrules the defense objection and invites Prosecutor Creighton Waters to continue his questioning of Senior Special Agent Croft about the body cam video. As you were looking through these various shotguns and picking some up and putting them back and all the rest of it, what are you looking for in making that determination, the ones you take and the ones that you're putting back? That it was chambered in 12 gauge. Waters puts another gun on the exhibit table. All right, you just put another gun on the table. Do you recognize that particular gun? Yes, sir, I do. What about the particular condition of that gun? Did you notice, if anything? That is a 12-gauge pump, and the breech is open. Inside of the chamber is a shotgun shell that's ready to be chambered into the to be fired. Paused it at 20 minutes and 17 seconds. What do we see right there? That is a 12-gauge shotgun shell that's ready to be chambered. Once you slide the pump action forward, it would be chambered into the uh, chamber and ready to fire. All right, I'm gonna show you what's been marked as State's Exhibit 91. You could just take a look at it before you pull it out and tell me if you recognize what that is. Yes, sir, I do. What is that? That is a Benelli 12 gauge. This is uh, State's Exhibit 87. Let's try this one. Can we do this without knocking everything over? I think so. All right, let's try to take a look. Just real quick, I'll show it to the jury and tell me if you recognize that. 
Yes, sir, I do. All right, tell me what that is. That is the uh, pump shotgun, which I secured from the uh, gun wall, which is depicted in the video. This is the one that's on the screen right now? Yes, sir, it is. For the record, this is Stakes Exhibit 89. Let's go ahead and take a look and uh, see if you recognize that. That's the that's the gun we were just talking about? Yes, sir, it is. All right, Your Honor, this time I'd move Stakes Exhibit 9 into evidence. Your Honor, objection on relevance, 403. There's no evidence linking these, linking these guns to the crime. And we're just cumulative. Did you want to respond to the speaking objection? Uh, yes, sir, I do want to respond to the speaking objection. Uh, it is very important to show the extensiveness of the investigation that was done, particularly as it goes to firearms, and there were multiple guns that were tested, and there will be an innocent list here later to show how those guns were tested and what the results of those. So admitting these guns into evidence to show the extent of what was tested is very relevant, Your Honor. Yet again, Judge Newman overrules the defense objection and admits the guns as evidence. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Prosecutor Waters shows Senior Special Agent Croft the Benelli shotgun, which Judge Newman just admitted into evidence over defense objection. Let's go ahead and uh, show the jury this one for camp, please. Is it not in a fire condition, fireable condition? Breach is open and it's not in fireable condition. All right. And when you first got this particular or took this weapon off the wall, what was different about its condition that we talked about? It had a round that was here ready to be checked once the uh, full, full grip is pushed forward. All right. Let me see it just real quick. So is this a semi-automatic type uh, shotgun or a pump shotgun? It's a pump shotgun. All right, and when a shell is fired and the mechanism is used, what happens to the spent shell case? When you bring the forearm back, the uh, shell case is ejected similar to a semi-automatic. Okay. And which way would it go out of this particular firearm? It would go to the right. As an example, go to the right? Yes, sir. Okay. Just pointed out a court reporter, sorry. All right, this item was found within uh, that weapon, is that correct? Yes, sir. All right, tell me what that is. It's a 12-gauge, 3.5-inch shell, 2 and a quarter, number 7.9. Is that a turkey load? Uh, yes, sir, it is. you recall what y'all are doing right now? Uh, we are securing the a, a Benelli uh, shotgun. So we just did States 89. Now let's do States. Can you tell me the number on the bottom of that one? Uh, 91. 91. All right, just real quick, if you can just take a look without showing it to the jury and see if you recognize that. Yes, sir, I do. And tell me what that is, please. That is the Benelli uh, shotgun, which I secured. It's depicted in the video. Your Honor, at this time, we would move States 91 into evidence. Again, over an objection from the defense, Judge Clifton Newman allows the Benelli shotgun to be admitted. Creighton Waters then moves on to another item of evidence. I'm going to show you what's inside this particular exhibit and see if you recognize those items, please. Yes, sir. All right. And what are those items? Those are two 12-gauge uh, shells which were uh, loaded in the uh, Benelli at the time we secured it. What, if anything, can you tell me about the type of shells those are? Head stamp is uh, Winchester 12-gauge, 
long beard, three inch, uh, number four, and the head stamp on the uh, red one is a federal 12 gauge, seven, two and a half ounce, it's three and a half inch federal premium shell. Different types of ammunition, even different sizes, is that correct? That is correct. One is a Winchester and one's a federal, is that correct? That is correct. Prosecutor Waters returns Senior Special Agent Croft's attention to the body cam footage. All right, back to the video. We're picking up a 2158. This point on that gun rack, did you observe any other 12 gauges? Uh, no, sir. Who are you having a conversation with right there? Attorney Mark Ball. Is he pointing in that box? Yes, sir, he is. Was he pointing about what y'all were talking about? Yes, sir, he is. We're going to talk more about this, but after uh, collecting these various firearms, did you and the other agents ultimately collect both spent uh, rounds as well as uh, unfired rounds in the property and at the house? Yes, sir, we did. And that's what generally the video is depicting uh, from here on out? Yes, sir, it is. Is that that empty box we were just talking about earlier? Yes, sir, it is. For the record, we're at 28 minutes and 59 seconds. Right up there. The top of the screen on top of those little uh, shelves. Do you know what that is? I don't see where you're talking, sir. Let me back it up. Looks like a juice box drink. Okay, juice box drink. All right, keep on going if you look for What's generally going on right here? Still looking for any uh, additional weapons or, or ammunition. Right there on the image of 3804. Who's sitting on the couch? That would be attorney Chris Wilson. See who was on your cell phone right there? Yes, sir, I did. Who was that? Captain Ryan Neal. Is that your boss at the time? Yes, sir, it was. Okay. And so what are you doing right now? I'm uh, fixing to step outside to talk to him. All right. Does your body camera go off at that point? It does. All right. Tell me what happens when you go outside. Do you go outside that stoop we showed earlier? Uh, yes, sir. I go out of the side door, uh, same door we entered. All right. And what, if anything, did you observe out of, outside? I observed uh, on the uh, ground right at the edge of the stoop uh, what appeared to be a 300 blackout spent shell casing. Uh, appeared to be weathered as if it had been there for some time. And uh, what, if anything, did you decide to do at that point? After talking to uh, Captain Neal, uh, I went back inside. Uh, I asked uh, Special Agent Anthony Sampson uh, to step outside with me so that we could secure those uh, shell casings. Uh, we again activated the uh, body-worn camera, and we walked outside and we secured those well, we secured shell casings from around that stoop. Prosecutor Waters next presents the witness with another item of evidence. Right, I have what's uh, been marked as Stacey's over 260 for identification at this time, and uh, once you have to take a look at that and see if you recognize that. Yes, sir, I do. And what are these? Those are the spent shell casings, which I picked up from around the stoop on the outside of 4147 Moselle Road outside the gun room. When you say that they were in weather condition, what do you mean by that? The, the brass is tarnished. Uh, they had dirt in them. It just appeared they had been sitting in the weather for, for a while. Did they appear to be shiny like the bullets that were with the magazine that the jury earlier saw from the prior exhibit? No, sir. Just to put this exhibit without objection, put it up on the screen. It's marked for identification at this time. Again, if you would, just describe for the jury what you're talking about when uh, about these cases when you uh, that caught your eye when you saw them outside. Well, the brass was not shiny as a new casing would be. It appeared that it had been sitting in the weather for some time. It had began to tarnish inside of the uh, where the bullet had been expelled uh, from the end. The inside had dirt, grass. Obviously, it had been there for, for a while. What was the brand and type of ammunition that's in this particular exhibit that you found? SMB 300 BOK, which blackout. Let me go to the video if I could, please. All right, what are y'all doing on the screen right here? Uh, we are locating the 300 shell casings. What's uh, Agent Sampson doing right there? He is picking the uh, 
shell casing up. Is that one of the casings that's in this bag right here that you identified? Yes, sir, it is. What's that right there? That is another uh, shell casing on the, if you're facing the door or the stoop door, it'd be on the left-hand side of the stoop. Ones that are in this bag, stations of the 260? Yes, sir, it is. And what brands and type? S and B, 300, be okay. What you find there? It's just picked up. That would be another S and B, 300 blackout shell casing. It's in this bag we've been talking about? Yes, sir. That point, you collected all five cases that are in this bag? Yes, sir, we had. Did you go to any other locations that day? What day is this right now, with those videos you just watched? Uh, 6, 8 of 21. On June 8th of 2021, the day after the murders, did you go to any other location uh, in the property to search, to your recollection? I don't think it was that day, no, sir. Okay. Did you ultimately go and uh, search uh, a shed at the property? Oh, yes, sir. Okay. And what specifically did y'all search at, at the shed? The trash that had been taken away from the house. And I'm going to show you what's been marked as State's Exhibit 161, your testimony, and I'll see if you recognize that exhibit. Yes, sir, I do. All right. Tell me what that exhibit is, please. This is a video of my uh, body-worn camera when uh, we were actually digging in the trash that was uh, we took to the shed and dug through. Your Honor, this time I would offer State's Exhibit 161 into evidence, I believe, without objection. Creighton Waters begins to play this second body cam video on the courtroom monitors. What are we seeing right there? That is the uh, large shed or hangar. Just probably to the right middle of the screen would be the dog kennels, dog house. To the far right is the, uh, I think it's a chicken coop. The shed is, is where we uh, went through some trash that we had secured. All right. Step down for me, if you would, please. Let's kind of point that out for the jury. So where are the kennels in this particular video? Kennels are right here. And where's the feed room in this video? The feed room would be right here on the end. And where's the little doghouse in this video? This would be the doghouse. What is this thing right there underneath the shed? That's a uh, UTV under the shed. And then the kennels uh, extend down this way with various cages? Uh, yes, sir, it does. Thank you. You can retake your seat. What are you all about to do right here? We're about to dig in trash. Dig in trash? Yes, sir. Is that a fun job? It's not, but it has to be done. At 124, I'm just going to fast forward it some. What is that image right now at 145 that's on the screen? That is a uh, empty box, 12-gauge uh, premium turkey load ammunition. All right. And what is that right there? Empty box of 12-gauge long beard, 3.5-inch, let's see, 2-ounce, number 4 shot. What is that right there? That is a empty box of 12-gauge. Uh, it's got browning on it, TSS. It's a 3.5-inch, 2-and-a-quarter. Number seven and, uh, and nine. What is this right now that we're seeing at three minutes and seven seconds? Appeared to be a credit card uh, statement or receipt, uh, and it's got an item circled on it. There was an item circled on it? That is correct. And what was the, uh, the store on that particular item? Uh, Goosey, Goosey store. Goosey? Yeah. <laughs> and what was the amount? $1,021.10. Mm -hmm. Okay. And somebody had circled that particular in, uh, entry, is that correct? That is correct. For the record, I'm just fast-forwarding through y'all searching through the trash, is that right? Yes, sir, we are. Did you find anything else of note in that trash? No, sir, we did not. Right, I'm going to show you what's been marked uh, as State's Exhibit 214, uh, which is an evidence bag. Let's see if you recognize what's in there. Yes, sir, I do. All right, tell me what's in that bag. Uh, these are the... Uh, shell boxes which I described on the video or observed on the video and it's the uh, receipt uh, credit card receipt which was torn that we collected from the trash. Right, the one with the circle thing with Gucci on it? Yes. 
Uh, Your Honor, this time I've moved States Exhibit 214 in evidence. I believe without objection. Did you ultimately return out to uh, the scene to do an additional search or out to the property as a whole to do an additional search? Yes, sir, I did. All right, and you remember what date that was, roughly? I, I think it was the 13th. Okay, and what were you looking for on that particular search? Uh, again, looking for any firearms, shells, uh, shell casings uh, that would could be tested for potential weapon to use during a crime. All right. And do you remember who were some of the other agents that were out there or, or what else was going on at that time? I think Agent McAllister was there. If I'm not mistaken, Mindy may have been there. There was a number of agents there. I'm going to show you what's been marked for identification or marked right now. It states as 152 and 151 and see if you recognize those items generally. Yes, sir, I do. All right. And can you tell uh, the jury just generally what those items are? It's uh, 300 blackout ammunition. Magazine containing 300 blackout ammunition that was collected. All right. And was this collected uh, at various locations on the property during that search? Uh, yes. Uh, All four states, states 152 and 151 into evidence, I believe, without objection. No objection. Anyway, without objection, how much more time do you have with this witness on direct? We, uh, there's, there's still a fair amount to cover, Your Honor. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to uh, break talking only to the jury. Everyone else remains seated. We will reconvene in an hour and 20 minutes. An hour and 20 minutes. Please go to the jury room. After the jury leaves the courtroom, Judge Clifton Newman invites the parties to elaborate for the record on their objections to the admission of the various firearms into evidence. With, with regard to the admission of the guns, anything further, the state or the defense would like to place on the record. Well, Your, Your Honor, I, I would put some further argument in the record in that the guns had been tested ballistically. The test excluded the guns as being in the murder as murder weapons, my understanding. And as a result, they're just not relevant. They have photos of the guns, which is completely sufficient information for the jury and, and to get the information in that they were tested. But sending weapon after weapon back into the jury room during jury deliberations, we think is unfairly prejudicial. All right. In response, Mr. Uh, Your Ward. The defense, as you might expect, has already challenged the sufficiency of the investigation and what was done. I think the state, not only just generally, but all certainly in response to those lines of examination, is entitled to show the extent of the examinations that were done in analyzing the, the relevant firearms evidence that was on scene. Uh, this agent gathered 12-gauge weapons for a reason, because 12-gauge rounds were used to murder Paul Murdoch, and therefore uh, admission of those we believe is relevant, not overly prejudicial. Certainly nothing about the way we did that examination did anything that was prejudicial. It was all very straight to the point. Right. Relevant evidence uh, means any evidence tending to make the existence of any fact that is of consequence to the determination of the action more or less probable than it would be without the evidence. This evidence so these guns were part of the crime scene in and around the crime scene at or around the time of the murders. Issues have been raised regarding multiple guns, multiple shooters, multiple spent rounds, and the court in its discretion admitted the evidence as being relevant and uh, there's no dispute that the defendant had multiple guns in and around his place, and I find that it's relevant and more probative than prejudicial, and that's the basis for the court's order with regard to admitting that evidence. And we'll be on break for an hour and 20 minutes. 
and with Judge Newman calling the lunch break, we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, the trial of Alex Murdoch. Please join our next installment as we continue our review of the testimony of SLED Special Agent Croft as Creighton Waters continues his direct examination of the witness. Also, check out the new crime story podcast, Night Raid, wherever you get your podcasts. And, if you would like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created and produced by Carrie and Tholis. It was co-produced and edited by yours truly, Chris Terracone. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty.